Hey dude! Uh, uh, yeah, uh, mm, what? Bro, I gotta rap on that one of these days. Okay. Too late now. Uh, and I'm rap, <laughs> rippity, I rhyme and I rap. My name is Ryan and I'm here to say that uh, I go spelunking like every day. Barse, 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 barse. Oh! Boom, bap, surprise! <laughs> oh! I don't go spelunking every day and I won't. Mm. I won't do it. You refuse? I won't do it. You refuse to splunk? And I won't do it. Spelunk. What's up, man? I'm chilling. How are you? My ears feel weird. I got different headphones on. Freaking out, man. Bro, they look weird, man. I'm freaking out, man. You guys, Spencer's wearing, do you guys remember Walkman's? Spencer's wearing just like a set of those Walkman just, headphones. Just, oh, I <laughs> like, meant like one Walkman on each ear. I'm just, <laughs> just listening to tapes really I, poorly over I here. Pre-recorded, I pre-recorded. it around my head. Yep. I, re- I pre-recorded everything we're saying into two tapes, and then Spencer's just playing them into his ears, and he's recording his vocals over those. Correct. It's, it's a fucking. So if our timing is a little bit off, that's, um, that's why. It's because we're basically remote recording with antiquated technology. <laughs> Uh, uh no I I uh left my my favorite headphones at the other studio the other night. Mm, I know. You should beat that guy up. You fuck that dude. Fuck that guy. Just kidding. Just kidding. Can we talk about that guy? Did yeah, you talk sure. about that guy? No, but we can. All right. So I had you, a session with Sting the other night. It was it was lovely and a little bit silly. Bro. That's so sick. Was he wearing a shirt with like three buttons undone on it? Because uh, no. I feel like that's how Sting goes through his entire life is just wearing button-up shirts, but like not just two buttons undone, like three buttons, like no, nipple was, height buttons undone on all the shirts. He was wearing like a uh, looked to be a very fancy T-shirt. I bet it was. I yeah. bet it was the most expensive T-shirt that you can literally possibly buy with a cool like loose collar thing mm. that wouldn't look good on anybody else, but made perfect sense on Sting. Sure. Yeah. Sick. Uh-huh. Did he have any jewelry on? Um, no, he had like a light, a light scarf on though. Ooh, that's yeah. hot. Uh-huh. That's hot. Uh-huh. Did he, uh, did he record a cover of Bling Bling? <laughs> no, but I wish he would have. Every time I write he, our call is Bling Bling. He came in and recorded, they were recording one song and he, it was just him and somebody, his producer playing piano and like just piano and vocal. And they did, uh, three takes of it. Sick. His producer... Declared that he liked the third one. Sting was cool with that. They came in the control room and uh, we started playing it back for him. And Sting was like, no, I don't want to listen. And the producer guy, Rob, goes, but it, you sounded great. And Sting was like, cool, then let's go. <laughs> God. Can and you imagine They being... were there for maybe half hour, 40 minutes. I think like. One of the most universal things that we have as humans, especially just from being like, like being in school where like you would do a thing and checking your work was an important part of doing things. And now in our professional lives where we're like, yeah, my career, like, you know, depends on whether or not I like get that number right or get that word right. Or like those things. Can you imagine being so good and so rich at something that you were just like so rich at something? <laughs> so, so rich from something that yeah, you're just like, no, I- yeah, fuck it. Ship it. Just going to well, send it. I mean, also it's, it's a matter of like, 
How many times has Sting cut a fucking vocal track? Oh, of course. If, tens of thousands. But the fact that he literally didn't want to hear it is pretty fucking phenomenal. Also, if a dude who has produced for Beyonce, Stevie Wonder, James Taylor, John Legend, U2, and Bruce Springsteen says it sounds good, I'm going to trust him that it sounds good. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't need to hear also, that Also, Sting was hungry. He wanted to go to dinner, which I totally understand. Preach. <laughs> Man's got to eat, bro. That's why he sang the third one so good. He's like, if they make me sing more of these, I'm going to fucking die of hunger in here. Mm-hmm. I'll be hangry as a motherfucker. I'm going to eat this microphone. He had a little bit of a little bit of diva tendencies to him, but I, I feel like he's probably earned it. Yeah, he, yeah, you're fucking stink. I had bro. to walk from the control room to the vocal booth to turn his headphones up two notches at one point because he didn't want to do it himself. And then um, he stood there and watched me turn his headphones up two notches. I would have, I would have given him, I would have given him like a real hard pat on the butt after I did it. I would have turned it up and been like, give him a, give him a good, firm, good game on the way out. All right, buddy, go get him. <laughs> Just hit him with that, and when you go back into the in the control room, bro, that would have been so strong. <laughs> that I would have gotten my ass whooped, probably by a man who's in his seventies, late sixties. He's got to be, he's, he's got to be seventies at this point. He's got to be seventy, right? I don't know. Staying, he's been around for fucking ever, first, man. First police record was like 77 or 78. I mean. He was pretty young, though. But still, that he was, was. He might be like late. He's probably like late 52 60s. years ago. He, 70, 77 mm. was 52 years ago? Someone just made fun of us for being <laughs> bad at math on this show. I'm going to be honest. I uh, He's probably like late 60s. He was probably in his mid-20s when that came out. Early 20s, mid-20s. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, um, you would have whooped my ass, yes. which is not a good look for anyone involved in that session. No, that's probably <laughs> true. That's uh, probably true. You want to listen to a couple of voicemails? We got some silly ones. Hey, guys, if you want to give us a call at 612-246-4614, you could dial us up. You could make fun of us. You could tell us you love the show. You could tell us you hate the show. We're not going to play it if you tell us you hate the show, but you can. We'll uh, listen to if it. If you do it in a humorous way, we totally will. That's true. Uh, you can make episode recommendations. You could tell us you bought uh, your tickets for our show in Los Angeles on October 30th. Right. People get how telephones work. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just wanted to check, guys. Hello, uh, this is Shelby, the person who does all your fan art. Um, hey! I, just wanted, I was just watching this unexplained um, TV show on Hulu because I like dumb shit, obviously. And they have an episode that includes Tom DeLonge. And wait, I wait, just I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we got to pause. First of all, uh, two things. One, what up, Shelby? Shelby's the one that does all of our fucking dope cartoons that we put on our Instagram and they're in our Facebook group all the time and they're fucking awesome. Shelby, you rule. Second of all, I feel like when Shelby said, I was watching this episode of Explained because I like dumb shit, comma, mm-hmm. obviously. That is for sure a reference to our show. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like you guys. <laughs> is she wrong? <laughs> no. Okay. It was just such a, it was such a nice slide <laughs> dig on her way into her story. I like dumb shit. I mean, obviously, I'm calling you guys. Yeah. Well, I love you, Shelby. We also love dumb shit. That's why we do this. Preach. Know that I hear you talk shit about him all the time. I'm like, haha, yeah, fuck Tom DeLong. But <laughs> I never really understood how fucking stupid he truly is. <laughs> and I just want to let you guys know I'm on your team. I'm sorry if I ever, ever doubted you because I like, I miss you by Blink 182. Hey. So, uh, yeah, bye. Love you guys. Love you too, Shelby. That is still a good song. I will, I'll back I you up on that. I have nothing against Blink-182, the band. 
or even Tom DeLonge as a person. I just think the to the stars shit is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Word. Yeah. Word. I I've said I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I owned a Mark Hoppus series base at one point. I, oh, okay. <laughs> fucking no you in didn't. C, in Seafoam Green, no less. Oh no, you didn't ever say that. Because okay. I would have remembered that and not had this reaction at oh, the time. Well, I think it was a... Uh, Oh, I'm it having was like a, ninth ninth I'm, grade. Probably. I'm having palpitations. I think it was ninth grade that I purchased that. You had a seafoam green Mark Hoffis series. Who made it? Fender P P base, P base or jazz base? Probably a P base. Oh my god, dude. Mm-hmm. Is that what you took to like all your gigs and played in bands and shit? Uh, I didn't have it for very long. What did up. you do? Well, did you break it on stage? No, did you no, no. smash it? It survived. I, I had a buddy who also played bass who thought it was, he was like an even bigger Blink-182 fan and thought it was the coolest shit ever. So sure. eventually I sold it to him and I bought a, a 1968 Gibson EBO, which was a, a bass I wish I still had till this day. Ooh, interesting. But that's not really what we're here for. What you anyway, meant to say was... I used to fuck with Blink-182. Tom DeLonge is sort of a dumbass these days. What you meant to say was, it's two bases you wish you still had. <laughs> sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> you want them both. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is... Uh, we got... Okay, one redemption story. We were right. You guys shouldn't doubt us. Redemption story part two. Okay. Hey, guys. It's Bandit again. Um, hey, Bandit, what calling up? calling to apologize to Spencer because... <laughs> Dude, the Cloverfield Paradox is fucking trash. So that was not the movie I was talking about. And I probably sounded like a fucking idiot when I called it in that one time. This movie. But why? why? I'm sorry. But that's all I had to say. I'm sorry. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Yo, love you too, man. Holy shit, that's so I funny. I don't know what movie she was thinking of, but... It might have been Redemption the original Cloverfield because the original Overfield, Cloverfield kind of slapped. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why I was excited for a version of that that happened in outer space and then why I was so disappointed when that movie was garbage. <laughs> yeah, I love that Bandit is just laughing throughout. Dude, this movie was <laughs> trash. <laughs> so good. That's so funny. Yeah. All right, one more. Awesome. Uh, this one is long. Okay. Um... Here for it. Uh, it's a two-parter long, in fact. All right. I'm present and accounted for. I'm centering myself. Guys, ready to receive. I don't think we can fix it. There's a three-minute limit. Sorry. Just just set the stopwatch on your phone as you start recording, <laughs> and then just know, like, okay, and then I'm going to break it off right here, yeah. and then pick it back up. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I can't think of a good fake name. That's the worst but, name I ever heard. Whatever. This is just a story. Sorry if I sound uh, kind of out of breath. I was listening to your Patreon episode uh, while I was running uh, about DARPA. I thought he was going to say that he laughed so hard he lost his breath. Real quick. <laughs> Last week we had somebody call us while climbing a mountain. This week somebody is calling us immediately after their run. Like, you guys can call whenever. Bro. Don't that, don't like put your, do. but don't do. don't put yourself in danger or like I don't think he was in danger. No, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm referencing the the mountain climbing group from well, yeah, last we week. We told them not to. I'm just saying, you know, 
take a seat, have some water, catch hey, your breath. Yeah, we're not guys, going anywhere. We're going to be here. There's no rush. Our voicemail inbox is going to be present and accounted for at any juncture that you decide to hit them numbers. And I stopped forwarding it directly to my phone, so you're not going to wake me up or anything. It's, you know, it's it's chill. Hey, did we ever tell the story about how one time it was forwarding to both our phones, and one time I answered a call from a listener while sitting in my office at work? We did. That shit was wild. But yeah, that was and, a bad idea when we you, both had that set up and for you a while. And you answered it live sitting in the studio one time because uh-huh. you were like, I oh, don't know, this number looks maybe familiar. Oops. Yep. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Actually, that's guys, that's that's all we do. We just sit around and we look at our phones and we wait for you to call and we answer 99% of the listener yep. voicemails. And uh, I don't work for them. And talking uh, about DARPA. Cool. I haven't. But I know a few people who do and who have done uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know a good way to describe it. They're kind of like um, casting calls. Oh, that was a Patreon episode, wasn't it? We should. Yeah. So we should pause really quick. Last week on the Patreon, we talked about this story that uh, DARPA is looking for tunnels. Yes. Uh, to use in experiments and they needed one within the, like 30 hours or something crazy. Yeah, go f- go join the Patreon and listen to it. Uh, we talk about it for like 15 or 20 minutes. But the, or just go look at DARPA's Twitter and you'll get the idea. But they yeah, they tweeted out a request for someone who had a series of tunnels with obstacles in a university or commercial area and they needed it in like 72 hours and we discussed all of the fucking weirdness uh that ensued from that request. And this yes. person who's calling is addressing that story. Better word, where the government will put out requests and challenges for different technology demonstrations and different, um, I can't remember what they call them, but basically the, the thing to remember about DARPA and other groups like it that put out these weird short um short-term requests for equipment and space and uh just these creepy twitter posts is that um a lot of times they're not looking for um the best technology or they're not trying to test something specific like they're not bringing boston dynamics robots or um new specific platforms to whatever underground parking garage they end up renting in uh, Minnesota. Keep that shit out of our state. They look for creative demonstrations of current capabilities and creative innovations into new capabilities, which, uh, kind of hard to give you a good example but uh the internet for one uh a lot of people know that grew out of a darpa project to more efficiently and securely transfer information between different universities government laboratories uh tor which is one of the more commonly used encrypted web browser not web browser exactly uh web routers sorry is uh, that grew out of the U.S. Navy DARPA project in 2000, 2002. And okay, uh, why, why, why do you need tunnels though? 
and why is there such a rush? I think those were the two things that were so weird to me. Like, I understand that they do a lot of different things, and a lot of it is uh, requests for innovative technologies, but why... It sounds like you got something very specific in mind if you say you need this type of tunnel in one of these locations in the next three days. Right. That doesn't really answer the most puzzling part of that to me. Right. Right. Okay. What's the second part? Huh? You said there was a second part. Oh, of this... It's... I I cut dude off because I I didn't think that was really going where I thought it was going. Is there another part? Of the voicemail? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You all listen to... (laughs) Well, I don't know. Maybe there's... Maybe maybe we didn't get there. All right. It's me again. I was rambling. Uh, I got cut off. So that was it. That was all I really wanted to say. All right. Uh, (laughs) I didn't work for... So, uh... Yeah, I mean, I get it. They they do a lot of different shit, and it's not going to be apparent to us what they're doing. But um, I think you could phrase it a little less creepily. And if you were just looking, give for- me that total by tomorrow. <laughs> <For> Why? <laughs> That's a, fucking a more weird, ge- man. A more general call for innovative technologies. You guys uh, are freaking me out. That was a very specific and odd way to go about doing that. I need eighty thousand carrots <laughs> in a dump truck by Wednesday night. All right, let's talk about caves because caves are fucking bizarre. I don't want to gross belonging. <laughs> this, is, this is freaking out. Uh, just thinking about caves. Well, the fucking I. <laughs> it's this is okay. Y'all, I'm disturbed. Yes. I don't know why I decided to do this. That's loud, Rob, and we love loud, Rob. Um, I am disturbed. I don't know why I decided to do this, y'all know at this point that I have an element of me that is a little bit claustrophobic and I don't like being pressed on or put upon or nobody cares trapped and this whole fucking episode is about people that fucking love that shit hell yes oh god it's the worst all right you guys are psychos long you caves l-o-n-g-y-o-u long you okay where are uh, we going they're in China okay and they, well, for a long time, people thought they were actually a bunch of ponds. So they look. That's not a cave. Well, if you fill a cave with water, <laughs> well, the opening cave. looks sort of like a pond. Oh, I see. And there were a bunch of them within a, a relatively small area. And when you try to find the bottom of that pond, what happens is you don't. So they were called <laughs> the bottomless ponds in oh, locally. Damn. And in uh, 92. A farmer decided to drain one of them to see how deep it was. Yo, can I tell a really quick story, even though we just started? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> We're 20 minutes in and we've said nothing about caves yet, but go ahead. Okay. So I used to work in restaurants for many years. Uh-huh. And we had this sous chef on our line who was just an asshole, as a lot of chefs have the capacity to be. Sure. And his favorite prank to play on the new employees was, have you ever, have you ever, uh, either in like a break room or job that you ever had seen one of those coffee makers where they have a big coffee maker and then it also like disposes hot water for tea or whatever. And then like you can, you can make giant crafts of coffee. Yes. So he would always tell the new server or the new host or hostess that the one thing they had to do before they finished their first shift was empty the coffee maker of all the hot water. 
But what those new people didn't know is that the heating element is just woven through the pipe so that it just keeps pumping clean water and pumping out hot water. Until the city runs out of water? Until the city runs out of water. So there would be like like 16 to 18 fucking trips to the back with multiple different pitchers and they'd be asking him and he's like, no, it's a big reservoir. We pour a lot of coffee here and we just keep dismissing them until somebody was like, bro, it's fine. It doesn't run out. It'll never run out of water. And the first thing you said when you said they tried to drain the pond, the farmer tried to drain the bottomless pond. I was like, it's one of those. Wasn't it? <laughs> he was like, no, 70 it, years later, he's no, like, he, I'm going to get to the bottom of this motherfucker. He drained all the water from the planet. He, no, he, he was actually it? successful. Yeah. Oh, he made it. So he pumped out. It was more water than he thought it would be, but he managed to pump all of it out over a couple of days. And when he emptied all of it, he realized that the pond was not a pond, but a cave. Okay. Sure. That, that went down about 100 feet and had like a, a pretty narrow opening at the top, but then expanded underground. So to clarify, it was sort of like a um, like an hourglass shape, like uh, opened into a pond and then funneled into a small opening and no, then opened no, no, back like up. No, no, no. Like the surface area of this pond was pretty small. Got so it. So more of like a a bottle shape, like okay. a, a narrow opening at the top and then widened underground. So it was more like a puddle. Sure. Well, you're saying it's a really small opening, like... I'm not saying, like, it's three feet across, but, like, it got oh. wider as it went underground, is got all I'm it. saying. It got way bigger under... Okay. Correct. I thought you meant it was, like, like five or ten feet across. I don't know the exact size. Got it. Uh, but it went down about 100 feet, and the inside area was about 11,000 square feet. So pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Okay. And after he did this... His neighbors decided, well, maybe we should drain those ponds that are on our property. Kill the ponds! All <laughs> the ponds! Kill them all! And they found within a square kilometer, so a little over a half a square mile, not a huge area, Okay, they found 36 of these caves. Were they all connected? Was this like a network? They were not connected, Oh, but they were set into a very small area, considering it's... 36 caves that average about 11,000 square feet inside. That's kind of why I was asking if they were connected because I would assume the bottoms would be touching somewhere. But some of them were very, uh, most of them are very close together and some of the walls are only like half a meter thick between oh, the what? between two of the caves. How does that even happen? Well, they're man-made. Oh, yeah. crazy. So someone, they've been dated to uh, around 200 BC, what? roughly, but it's hard to get an exact date because there's no historical record of them be being built. And like Chinese records go back farther than most places. They're way older than we are. Uh, and there's no evidence of them being used for anything. There, there was no one buried in there. There are no remains. Uh, there are no signs of mining. And there's no trace of anyone having ever inhabited them. Okay, that crosses most of my first three things. The only other thing I was going to say, because I was thinking like, okay, it's a tomb or it's like, like cave housing, like in the southwest of the United States where they like would dig caves into, you know, it was usually cliff in the cliffs too rather than fully underground. But right, yeah. but like conceptually the same thing. Yeah. 
the only other thing I could think of would be like storage, like for grain or rice. You would but think there would have to be some evidence of that also, though. True. And also, that's fucking huge. Yeah. And you said 36 and they were all roughly that same size. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, they also, some of them include multiple stone built rooms, pillars, and they have decorations on the walls of them too, like carvings and stuff. Oh, so they'd be hanging out down there. Uh, I mean, somebody obviously was cause they built them, but there's no evidence of like, you know, if people were living down there, you would, there would be evidence of like, well, evidence of people living. There'd be food re- remnants. There'd be waste. There'd be uh, smoke from you got to like cook and have heat and stuff. And there's none of that. I was just envisioning a world where it's just one guy who fell down there and he was like, help. So he carved a bunch of shit in the walls and it happened in all 36 of them. Guess I'll draw some pictures. <laughs> I'm so bored. Uh, there's also in all of the caves. From floor to ceiling on all the walls, these parallel lines that have been chiseled. So they're basically like grooves, parallel grooves cut vertically in all the walls. The fuck? Yeah. Long U. Yeah. Which How I would deep imagine are the two, cuts? Uh, an inch or two. They're pretty pretty shallow. Okay. Which I would imagine, though, 2,000 years ago was not easy to do. Because you weren't machining it. No. Or if you were, it was a very primitive form of machining. I'm also, you said there are 11,000 square feet. That would be a whole lot of surface area. That'd be a ton of surface area to go from, well, how deep were they? Did we, did it say how deep they were? The caves? Yeah. About a hundred feet. So it's 1100 square feet from an actual like base mass. And then they go a hundred feet up to a smaller opening Mm -hmm. and it was all of them were like ribbed like that. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And especially if you consider it was done at least two or they are estimating it was done at least 2000 years ago. I don't know what that estimate is based on though. If you don't have, uh, any historical records, you don't have any, uh, artifacts associated with them sure you can't really date the stone itself because because obviously much older relevant right so i don't i don't i couldn't find what that estimate is based on but that is reported consistently as the age of them interesting there's got to be a way to like i'm not going to expose my idiocy further than i already have on this it's also weird to think about like these must have been plotted very carefully and very intentionally. If you're fitting that many onto that small of a footprint, yep. With sometimes only a f- or on average about a foot and a half of rock in between the walls of them. Like as you're right. digging down, you have to be very precise to not ever break through those walls. Yeah, because not only is that like a and to get all these to fit into that smallish space. Right. Because not only is that like a, oh, we fucked up our bottle shape, but that's also like jeopardizes the entire structure at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And these relatively thin walls have survived for 2,000 years. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. The weird thing about the grooving shit too is like, there's no, 
I mean, not that I can think of off the top. There's no like conceivable like why. Why is that? There's a, no why for any of this. That's the weirdest well, part. Sure. I mean, like, I guess what I'm saying is like, I guess I could see how, like, I don't know. Maybe we. That was just wallpaper 2000 years ago. <laughs> but like, maybe it's like, okay, m- maybe these are underground, like wheat and grain and rice storage silos that, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just spitballing, but like, maybe it's something like that. But the decoration shit and the painting and like the grooving kind of feels like that would totally be irrelevant. Yeah. And hmm. I don't, there would be other evidence of, uh, or there'd be like other examples of people storing things that way. Right. Yeah. Like you would see this in other communities and shit. It also seems yeah, like yeah. an unnecessarily complicated way to do that because one other wrench to throw into this mix the, it's estimated that about a hundred or a million cubic meters of rock and dirt would have had to be removed in order to create these caverns. Damn, son. And from that, it's been estimated that it would have taken a thousand workers working six years straight, like every day, to complete that. So this thing was not built quickly. This some like great pyramids shit. Yeah, sort of. Not, I mean, not actually, but like it's that uh, it's the equivalent they, of one of those giant like somebody was very dedicated to making these. Yeah, or generations worth of work were potentially put into this. Yeah, or yeah, either a lot of people were very dedicated to doing this, or and, some and people still were dedicated lot. for a long time. Yeah. So, huh? It doesn't really make sense to me that you would go through all that trouble to store food because you're in the meantime you're missing out on a decades worth of crops <laughs> yeah right right because you're doing something else there are probably better ways to do it is there no fucking answer to this thing they just have no fucking idea there there's not a publicly known one Damn. or a, a uh a consensus one at least That's i couldn't crazy. even really find any good speculation on what it is they're just like oh it's fucking weird well and they weren't discovered until you know the last 25 years Bro. So there hasn't been a whole lot of time to study them either, and I'm not sure that it's China too. So like, we don't get a lot of information over here. Sure, and the information we do get could be manipulated in X, Y, or Z ways. Yeah, I'm just saying. Maybe I mean the Chinese government maybe knows what they're for, or like Chinese uh, academics and scientists maybe know, but they don't care I if we fi- know. I couldn't find anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild, man. <clears throat> I I think it's crazy too. One of the things about like in the in a couple of things I looked at for this episode, like it's crazy that a lot of these caves that we have found or find, I mean, like a lot of them are old, but like not that old. Uh, like or sorry, yeah. the caves themselves are not old. I mean, when we found them was like not that long ago. Like some of the bigger cave I'm not, systems, I'm not following what you mean. like some of the bigger cave systems we've found have been in the last like 200 years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like 300 years. Or in 1992. In or this in case. 1992. Yeah. And we're talking about cave systems that have been developing underground for some of them from the natural ones. Some of them like millions Liter- of literally years. Literally forever. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's fucking crazy to me that we're finding things in the last couple hundred years. That have been around for millions of years underground 
and our vast tunnel systems and vast cave systems. That's maybe the weirdest part about all this to me is how little we still know about just caves in general and especially how they connect and relate to each other. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, I'm nervous. No, just like uh, if you look at a list of the... Let me pull up the old wiki real quick. Uh-oh. A list of just the... Um, like the longest cave systems, yeah, in the world. Bro, if I had my notes up, I'd have you right now. It's okay. The The longest one is Mammoth Cave in Brownsville, Kentucky. It's 400 miles long. That's stupid. It's real big. <clears throat> and the- we don't necessarily know if that connects to other systems. Because right. it's really hard to explore 400 and f- 405 miles of a cave system completely in the goddamn pitch black yeah and also like there's not a lot of great reason in a uh like at least in an economic sense to do it right so it's it would be purely academic most of the time right and then you're gonna get funding for this sort of dangerous mission to do what exactly right and what results are gonna come from it right and aren't like one of the things i think I saw was that a lot of these as soon as they're found as systems they're either put in or are often found in protected lands hmm. so it's like it's not like as in if they find a massive cave system they immediately protect it so it can't just be like we'll just mine the fuck out of it you know what oh, I mean? I see so it's like to your point there isn't a financial gain of spending all the money that it takes to go be like, oh, right. fuck it, let's go three miles under the earth and see where that goes. Yeah. But or it's like Jewel Cave in South Dakota is 200 miles long. Jewel Cave, like J U U L? Yeah. If you have a big enough that's mouth, what, that's what you the can... ancients used it for. They just <laughs> filled the whole thing with fucking cherry <laughs> berry <laughs> nicotine juice. Pop. If you got a big enough mouth, you could put it around the cave hole and just like <laughs> get a rip that cotton, bro. In- instantly die of nicotine o- overdose. <laughs> Just fucking Oof, 19 what a way to go. million gallons of nicotine air. One time I, I went on a real bad uh, internet trip. Okay. Reading about what happens if you OD on caffeine. Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't know you could. Yep. I imagine you just have a heart attack and die. Uh, you more have like a panic attack that kills you. Ugh. Yep. I've had those before. For a while you could buy, it was really easy to buy like concentrated powdered caffeine absolutely not that is the fucking no absolutely not and i think most places have cut down on selling it but like you could get on amazon for a while fuck off and now you probably just have to go through some chinese distributor but Uh, yeah there were like kids dying from it because and be like oh i'm gonna put six thousand milligrams in this cup of water and drink it Oh, sorry. God. Back to ca- back to other different things that freak you out instead. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> let's keep let's keep on it. Uh, all right. Do you want? I I just went in a bunch of different directions of like freaky underground shit. Aliens? No, I'm just kidding. Well, um, I mean, I I got a little bit of you that. Did you get there? I got a little. I mean, I'll take any direction you got, man. I got um, I got a little bit down the the deepest caves thing, which is okay. pretty crazy. It's different than the longest caves thing, but it's still pretty crazy. Okay. 
Uh, I also went in the just straight up deepest hole in, into the how far have we gone into the earth artificially? Oh, geez. Which is a thing I want to get to at some point because oh. I made a crazy Google Earth discovery about it just Jeez. just a couple hours ago. Okay, let's should, let's finish on that. That sounds like a good okay. finishing point. Uh, weird haunted caves, and then we'll we'll work our way up. The deepest hole sounds like a good finishing point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Just move Heck. on. Just Heck. move on. Heck. Heck. Okay. Mount <laughs> Pentelicus is a mountain near Athens, Greece. And there's a cave at the like near the base of this mountain. And the cave goes in about 200 feet. But then at the back of it, this initial cave, there's a tunnel system that goes to a bunch of others. Okay. So there's one main entrance that then branches off into others that we're not really sure how far or where they go. Can I ask a question? I might not have an answer for it, but go ahead. I don't think I understand the difference between a cave and a tunnel. Hmm. Don't know. Okay. Uh, it might have to do with there being an opening to the surface. But doesn't every cave eventually have to have an opening to the surface? Yeah. So, I'm just, I'm guessing, speculating. Yep. Mm -hmm. The initial segment that has an opening to the surface is a cave. Offshoots of that that do not open to the surface are a underground tunnel. tunnels. Uh, okay. That would be my guess, but I don't know for sure. You know what I love about our show? We have enough listeners at this point. Somebody will correct us. Every this time fine. we yeah, say yeah. something dumb, someone's like, oh, you obviously need a geologist, yeah. and I've been listening to your show for a really long time. That's why I don't worry about it too much anymore. <laughs> That's not what we're here for. Because you guys are our family that fixes our dumbness. I'm here for things like, uh, according to legend, one of those tunnels leads to hell. Sick. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Italy? Greece. Greece. Ancient Greeks thought that uh, one of these tunnels went to hell, and you just if you if you traveled just right or... Just wrong, I guess. Let's go. Uh, in Field trip. Yeah. Uh, in 19... So this cave is called uh, Develis. Davelis. Devils? No, no. Well, maybe. D-A-V-E-L-I-S. I'm going with Davelis. No Daves are allowed in the cave. This it's is a Daveless, Daveless cave. cave. Get, get out. <laughs> hey. Get out of here, Dave. In April of 1977... There was a couple who was hiking near the, the mountain and cave, and they saw a car that was up on a like a little outcrop of rocks on the mountain. Okay. Where there were no roads or even paths, really. Just a, a, a car sitting on top of a bunch of rocks on a mountain. Dave! <laughs> Dave, how'd you get up there, Dave? So they came back the next three days to see if this car had moved or uh, if they should like alert someone about there being a car stuck the on the mountain. Yeah. And it was still there all three days. So on the third day they climbed up to where this car was and it was empty. There was no one in it, but the car was totally like intact. Okay. So someone had clearly not driven this four-door sedan up the side of a up mountain, a mountain? Yeah. yeah and it was a winter and there was snow uh around the the area where this car was and they found unusually large oval shaped footprints about a meter long or all around the car sick 
Yeah. Bigfoot stole a car. Uh, no, dude. When you said oval shaped footprints, the first thing I thought was snowshoes. Cause that makes way more sense. Um, I didn't think that either. Actually. I thought about the ATAT walkers from Star mm. Wars and figured it was like alien robots. Like that car is a transformer and it's sentient? Uh, no, like there were sentient uh, alien transformer vehicles around it that put it there or picked it up from there or something. I had sex with a mountain climber who's also a sentient sedan. A, Chuck. a Chuck Tingle story. A, a, a tingler, <laughs> a true tingler. Um. So they get up to this car and they're like, what the fuck? There's a, a perfectly intact car on the side of a mountain. There are weird footprints around it. And this is a great story. I like this story. Cool. I'm into it. The it's a, this couple and the, the woman goes to look uh, just in the area surrounding the car. And there's this little, uh, I don't know, like boulder thing. Like a group of boulders, kind of just on top of each other. Sure. As you would on a mountain, I guess. Yeah, right? And uh, she looks behind them and starts screaming and says she saw a, quote, hideous white creature. Uh Uh-oh. About 60 centimeters tall with two huge oval-shaped eyes. Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And her husband, who was several feet away, saw the bushes that she was, like, near... Shaking as if there was something moving inside of them. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ran their asses back down the mountain as quickly as they could. Fuck yeah, they did. They should have gotten in the car and drove that motherfucker just, <laughs> <laughs> just down the fucking mountainside. <laughs> Me the fuck out of here. They, uh, they came back a couple days later just to, I don't know, see if they could figure out what the fuck was going on with the... Hey, devil alien? Are you still here, devil alien? <laughs> They come back. Wow, Devil Alien. Put it on the list, man. Hell yeah. The car was still there. And this time, the husband saw a large, dark sphere that looked like it was made out of black smoke spinning at a high speed emerge from the car. Bro, what in the fuck is this story? What are we talking about? He saw the smoke monster from Lost turn into a sphere and come out of the car. Wait, where is this from? Ah, uh, you, you know, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, I think I can I can probably source it real quick. Hold That's, on. Is it a blog spot? No, it's uh well, I found it on a, a Brett Swanker Swanker? Swancer? Swanker is funnier. Uh Mysterious Universe article. Sick. Let's see what he's quoting cuz they often just sort of repackage things. Source it. Um, source the source. Um, let's see. If I search this article for smoke monster, will I find it? Um, I'm. Oh, okay. This is coming from a book called The Riddle of Pentelli by George Bolanos. Dope. Written in 1982. Okay, and what year was this fucking crazy car story happening? 1977. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so this the smoke monster thing comes out of the car, and he claims that while he was looking at the smoke monster thing... Excuse me. He felt as if as if something were quote trying to enter his mind. Lit. Yeah, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> and they were never heard from again. So there's a haunted cave with a tunnel to hell that spits out cars driven by smoke monsters. Bro, what? Who invade people's brains? Bro, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Uh, 
Towards the end of 1977, the cave was closed to the public by, quote, the military, which I'm assuming is Greek military, but also I think there's a NATO presence near Athens. Okay. Not clear. Um, NATO's it, not, well. There's just a lot of uh, v- vagities in all of these stories. Sure, sure, This sure. is from the same book uh, Got it. that we just referenced. They allegedly brought in bulldozers and heavy machinery and started blowing up parts of the cave, uh, allegedly in an attempt to expand the cave network or maybe like create connections between parts of the cave. Did they stick the car in the cave or did they take the car out of the cave? Uh, Unclear. (laughs) Well, the car thing happened before the military got there and started blowing shit up. So I think the smoke monster manifested a sedan. Oh, as in this, as in the sedan was no longer present. Oh, by the time the military got there, yeah. Oh, I think the car was gone by then, but it doesn't say specifically. Well, where did it go though? I don't know. Well, maybe they did drive it down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it wasn't there anymore. They had to get the fuck out. the The project so it was closed to the public from seventy seven until eighty three, and in eighty three, whatever the military or whoever it was was doing there stopped and they left all right and they still had it fenced off but no one was there enforcing anything so people started going in and looking around right and uh they found inside that they had started building like new structures inside the cave and new and pouring new concrete and creating walls and supports and, and things um, they had destroyed, there were like, there were pre-existing structures in parts of the cave. Oh, okay. That had been destroyed in this process. Um, we must destroy to rebuild. They left a lot of construction half finished. Like there would be half of a wall built that was just left untouched. Um, they had dug and carved deeper into some of the tunnels, but then just stopped at a dead end. Some other sections had been recently sealed off as if they had dug deeper, reached a certain point and then created an artificial <laughs> seal at that point. Yeah. Bro. Uh, dope. Too many demons, too much hell. We don't want to go that way. They had also left some machinery like bulldozers and shit just in the cave. What? So they apparently left quickly is I guess what I'm getting at. They also found a large stash of drugs. <laughs> Look, Which if, probably was not related to whatever military activity was happening, but you never know. If I'm carving a highway to hell, I'm going to need to be pretty fucking high <laughs> to do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, bro, we'll give you $24 an hour. You got to be banging this sledgehammer. and Here's also, an unlimited supply of morphine. Also, you're going to need fucking meth... <laughs> To get your way to the demons and or away from the demons. I'm sure you can smash demons with a sledgehammer a lot faster if you're on meth. I, Yeah, that's like some fucking... Dang, that's just science. That's just science. (laughs) That's Mario with the hammer shit, just like ding, 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 just cleaning house, bro. Hell yeah. Damn, that's fucking crazy. What a wild ass story. Perhaps the weirdest thing that was found inside the cave after the military left. Oh, we not even there yet. Well... We're almost there. It's, it's the last little thing. Um, there was concrete poured 
along the floor of one of these tunnels. Yes. And it had been poured up to a dead end. Kay. So you have concrete starting at a certain point on the on the floor, like a sidewalk essentially. Yep. Poured lengthwise through this tunnel, and then it just stops at a wall sure. at the back of the tunnel. However, there were footprints into the concrete as if someone had walked on it while it was still wet. And they go towards the wall, the dead end at the back. And then they stop. And then they stop. That's dope. <laughs> I fuck with that. That's just a cave-in though, right? Like it looks like it looks like it was poured in that way, but they just poured something and somebody walked on it and then it caved in around it. Maybe, probably. Or this story is just designed to be creepy and weird, but isn't really true at all. Well, I mean, that's the most likely explanation with okay. all this shit. But, um, I mean, it's a cool. St- it's like well done. It's a cool story. It's a weird story. Lastly, a lot of people have painted uh, occult imagery onto the walls, and several slaughtered dogs have been found within the cave. Don't. Yeah. This is Dad Dog's ghost <laughs> blog, and we won't fucking stand for it. Dad you take I like that one. <laughs> you take we don't. I don't like that one. You take that shit to another show with your fucking dog Hayden. Uh, all right, you want to talk about the deepest caves, and I'll talk about boreholes, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. Tell me about deep shit. Oh, BRB. You gotta get your notes. I didn't know. I didn't know I was getting pulled <laughs> on. Teacher, I'm sorry. I didn't have my book open. Let me. Uh, let me see if I got any other one-offs. Teacher, oh, I didn't have my book open. I'm uh, sorry. DARPA's fucking with caves while you're getting your notes out. Of course they're fucking with caves, dude. You know what I think one of the craziest things about caves in general is, not craziest things, but I think one of the reasons I think they're so uh, like attractive and interesting is because they have this capacity of, um, it, it's this native disguise, this native anonymity to them where they can be, vast and expansive and intricate and strange and hidden. It's like why the bottom of the ocean is so scary. Yeah, but this one is somehow different because it's more accessible, even though, of course, underwater caves are a very real thing. Oh, those it's, are the worst kind. Oh, God. I'm going to freak myself out if we talk about those, if so you we'll, thought we'll my, leave that for another podcast. Yeah, if you thought my fucking claustrophobia was bad with underwater and with fucking <laughs> caves when you throw them into the same pot and stir it up you know it's bad um the um yeah i think i think that's part of what's what's natively interesting about them is that they have this element of disguise baked into the concept yeah so it's it's they're inherently mysterious they're inherently mysterious because the surface looks normal or the surface is just an opening and then it's like bam we got dead dogs down here oh jk we got dead dead dogs dogs down here ghost blog Oh, sad. <laughs> Makes more sense, though, honestly. Remix. <laughs> uh, but it's like 400 hell miles no. deep. Yeah, hell no, indeed. But it's like 400 miles deep, you know? And it's like, what the fuck? 400 hap- miles well, deep? Not deep, but long. Long in that situation. Yeah, that boy big. Fucking preach. I hit buttons until you pull your notes up. So the cave that I was uh, referencing in... Uh, in depth is the Veryovkina Veryovkina cave? Sure. Guess where it is. Mm, Veri- Russia. Veryovkina. Hello. 
<laughs> did I you see we like, got an email that just says Ryan's shitty Scottish accent? I fucking sure did see that <laughs> okay, email good. come in. Send us one that and I replaces said, the word Scottish with Russian, please. And I said, hey, you know what? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> it is a shitty Scottish accent and I don't care. Um, in in mother country, we have big cave. Uh, I won't. Bark, Bjork, I, I won't. bark. <laughs> so um, this cave uh, in 1968... Uh, it was assigned the name S115, which is a boring name. Sis. They later called it P1-7, also mm. boring. And then in 1986, it was renamed after a famous caver, spelunker, and or cave diver named Alexander Veryovkin. Mm-hmm. Mm. Alexander very often goes in caves. Very often goes in caves. Uh, this cave is, uh, its entrance is situated 7,575 feet above sea level in, it's actually in Georgia, not Russia, but the name is Russian because the guy who explored is Russian. Country Georgia? Yes, in Abkhazia, Georgia. Okay. The opening to the cave is only nine in uh, 9.8 feet by 13.1 feet, and it's in the Gagra Mountain Range. So there's a big hole that goes into a mountain. Yes. Or a, a, a hole the size of this room that goes into a mountain. But wait. I'm waiting. There is a, a thing called uh, Perovo, which is a Spelio Club don't know what either of those things mean spaleo club is a single word for a spelunking club oh right right uh probably could have figured that one out they're from uh they're from moscow the provo which is again a spaleo club and uh from 2000 and uh from 2000 to 2015 uh perovo continued their research at the cave's bottom after they found this hole on the top of this mountain, and they got all the way down to 1,450 feet. Wait, from from, from the, the opening? From the opening that was 7,000 square feet, or excuse me, 7,000 feet above sea level, mm-hmm. they got f- roughly 1,400 feet down into this cave. Okay. From multiple expeditions of research that occurred between the year 2000 and 2015. You with me? I think so. In August of 2015, more spelunkers from Perovo discovered a new shaft in this cave and pushed it down another 512 feet. Okay. In June of 2016, they were able to continue finding new shafts in this cave that went into this mountain that took them down 2,070 feet. Did they know that these things existed i mean i guess you could assume if you start at elevation of seven thousand something you can probably keep going down a ways i think the idea was every time they went down they were able to sort of like plant a marker and go okay we know it goes down at least this far next time let's get to our marker and then see how much further it goes okay I'm going to fast forward a few years of continued expeditions that happen to 
the beginning of uh, the beginning of 2017, uh, they reach the depth of 1,832 meters into this cave, which That's, is uh, 5,500 feet or so for our American friends. 6,010 feet uh, or that. You were uh, hey, that's a pretty good estimate for us. I'm on I'm on board with it. Um, which at that point in February of 2017 made it the second deepest cave in the world after the Krubera or Voronya cave. Can it be a cave if it's just a hollow mountain? Well, it's not hollow though. But These I, are Go ahead. It's not underground in the way that we traditionally think of a cave being underground, right? Because you're starting at a at a relatively high elevation. You're saying because it's above sea level. Yeah, you're even when they've gone five thousand feet down, they're still two thousand feet above sea level. It's I mean, different is all. Like I hear you. I'm not you. saying it's wrong. It's just not how I would generally think of a a cave working. Uh, what else is it then? No, I'm again. I'm not saying it's wrong. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, I get it. I I just, I get it. I get what you're saying. I just, it is still just these deep caverns in rock, which is essentially what a cave is. It's just that the rock got pushed up, but it's still what it is or what it would have been. I right. guess. I mean, I guess all I'm saying is those guys went 5,000 feet down and they're still farther from the center of the earth or from the hollow earth than we are right now called it the hollow earth guys dude oh I, I prepped so much hollow earth shit that we may have to like do it on the the patreon this week or something for this episode yeah dude where do you think the caves end up bro oh jesus <laughs> oh we don't have time I, Look, that's we don't what i'm saying pa- patreon i'll talk are about the hollow a, earth bullshit are we doing a two-parter on no, caves no 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 no. all right we'll talk we're about only this earth. late because we wasted the first 20 minutes it's fine we didn't waste it guys we had fun <laughs> together and that's what we do here uh, in the second half of August of 2017, Perovo finally reached a depth that set a new world depth record for caves in the world at 7,231 feet and identified it as a huge system of more than 20,000 feet of sub-horizontal passage- passages. Sub-horizontal. I don't know what, what? that means. My guess means my guess is it means that there are like like jut outs that when you total all of the jut outs from as in like we kept finding the thing that went lowest but but then in the process out. we found this like network this spider web that shot out but then stymied us okay but if you if you total up all of the sub horizontal tunnels that come out from the main one that's taking them all the way down it oh. adds up are you saying, I guess I'm just getting caught up by the word sub-horizontal. I get it. I don't understand what it means is technically. It, is it saying like sub as in secondary to the main one and they are horizontal? So there's one shaft that comes down and then others that spread out horizontally from it? That's the way, I, that, that's the way I understand it. If you okay. look at the image here, I'll pull up this image. I was originally quick. thinking it meant like below horizontal and that didn't make sense to me so if you look at this image it's a it's a little hard to see you're showing me like a graph it looks like a graph but it's a it's a it's a distance graph and as it goes down you see there's all these little jut outs that are like stymies yeah and then they come back and then there's like one main okay all this stuff 
So once it gets down to that 7,000 feet, then there are other offshoots that go that left don't and go right. deeper, but spread out. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Um, your graph was very helpful. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. Less because so for our listeners, but it, hopefully we conveyed it accurately. Yes. Um, yeah. In March in 2018, another expedition added more than a kilometer of tunnels to the continuous ongoing cave map. Uh, and at that point, identified the total cave depth at 2,212 meters or 7,257 feet below the initial opening to the Varyolf very very Kinder Cave. This may be a dumb question. Do it. Uh, I probably won't be able to answer it. Do it. Are there pressure concerns after a certain depth i mean those guys were still roughly at sea level but if you go thousands of feet into the earth do you encounter any of the same issues that you might at lesser depths underwater like how deep can you go into the earth before you run into some sorts of issues well you got oxygen and stuff down there the oxygen thing is my primary question and i've thought about I guess yeah. Throughout pressure, this whole pressure conversation, pressure would not really be the issue. But pressure, the pressure that you're experiencing underwater is just because there's water. No, I, I realize that. I, I guess I meant in the way that you are limited in how deep you can go into the ocean because of pressure. Yes. Are there factors that limit how deep you can go into the earth, such as lack of oxygen? I think oxygen would have to be the primary one because I don't know how air even gets down that far. Does air get down that far? Is well, that a very dumb question? It wouldn't be circulating. In the same way, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like no way for, and that's the thing that I don't understand. I think it's also that is a, a dumb question with a probably long answer that we're not going to get to. <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I have to imagine too. That's why we don't find a ton of life forms down there because there's no sunlight, and there's but there are some that only live down there. Did you find any of those guys, bro? Bunch of blind lizards and shit. Planet Earth, man. The caves episode of Planet Earth is oh, fucking yeah, yeah. rowdy. Mm. Rowdy. All right. Last thing. Are we going to the man-made holes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, mostly one. Um, singular. The Cola Super Deep Borehole. Cola? K-O-L-A. Uh, you need your computer for one more minute. Okay. Go to our go to our Twitter real quick. Okay. And uh, click on our most recent tweet that's just a Google link. Okay. Okay, so there is a hole... In the very... There's a hole in the bottom of the lake. Pardon me? Sorry, go ahead. The very northernmost tip of Russia, right where it borders Finland. Mm-hmm. Way the fuck up there. <laughs> yeah, so... Bro, you... <laughs> if, if you go to our Twitter and click the link that is just a Google link with no explanation, you'll see what Ryan is seeing right now. Bro, it's, it's just the coordinates to a, a Google images, or a Google Earth thing. Shout out to... Uh, shout out to... L is 75 on Twitter. You just posted the coordinates to this Google map at 4.12 p.m. today, and Davis just wrote, y'all good? (laughs) And I I said, yep. And he said, dot, dot, dot. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So the Soviets um, attempted to just see how deep they could drill into the earth. And their goal was to get to 49,000 feet fuck? down. This is like really zoomed in. I feel kind of freaked out. Right okay. Now. So do you, if you, uh, is this like a street view thing? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, it is a street view yeah. thing. Oh, geez. So they were trying to see how far down into the earth they could get. 
And if they could get uh, into the Baltic Shield Continental Crust. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Um, they weren't exactly sure what they were going to learn from it, but they learned some stuff. Dude, only in certain countries can you just be like, we're going to fucking dig a hole. Why are we digging? Shut up. We're digging a hole. Yeah, dude. What are we going to find? Shut up. We're digging a hole. Soviet Russia in 1979 was probably the place to do it. The the place to do it. Yeah. Uh, They eventually got to 44, uh, no, sorry, 49,000 feet deep. I'm sorry, what did you just say to me? They drilled a hole that goes 49,000 feet into the earth by the end of 1993. That's like nine miles. Yes. What How I just, big is this hole? Okay, so on that Google link that you're looking at. Is this where they drilled the hole? Yeah, if you go, if you look straight at the ground from that location that I, I sent am. you, there's a circle that has like a metal cap on top of it. Sure is. It looks That's like That's the a... fucking hole that goes 49,000 feet into the earth, and you can just see it on Google Street View. That Ooh. hole goes nine miles down into the earth, and they just welded it shut and left in 1993. And now the building around it has been destroyed, and it's just exposed. Bro. <laughs> oh, it is. It's like in the dead center of these like four big fucking like cement blocks. Yeah. Yeah, that are no what more. You can just walk right fuck, up to a hole dude? that goes nine miles into the ground. All right. We'll put we'll put a link to this. Uh, it's on our Twitter. Oh, yeah. It's on That's our Twitter. Just it. Yeah. Go to so, at what if pod and look at this fucking fucked up. It, bro, also, is there anything more quintessentially like it's like beautiful Russian countryside, and then it just looks like this dilapidated, fucked up, like... Well, yeah, when the Soviet Union broke up, they just left. Bro, I want to go knock the cap off and shoot a bottle rocket down there and see what happens. <laughs> and wait. Let's drop a three, let's drop a GoPro down there with a really bright there. light on it and just see where it ends up. Uh, real maybe quick, it lands like on our side of the world. Maybe it connects to Mel's hole somewhere down there. Mel! <laughs> Real quick to end, I'm just going to read from the Wikipedia for the super deep borehole about what they found once they drilled down there. Uh-oh. Oh, I hate it. I got to go. I'm done. You the guys most intriguing discovery me. from the Kola borehole researchers is undoubtedly the detection of biological activities in rocks that are more than 2 billion years old. Fuck off. The clearest evidence of life came in the form of microscopic fossils encased in organic compounds that remained intact despite the extreme pressures and temperatures of the surrounding rock. While data produced from the drilling project continues to be analyzed, the drilling itself was stopped in the er early 1990s when unexpectedly high temperatures were encountered. After about 10,000 feet, temperatures increased at a higher rate until they reached 356 degrees Fahrenheit at the bottom of the hole. Yikes! Also unexpected was a decrease in rock density after about 15,000 feet. Beyond this point, the rock had greater porosity and permeability, which paired with the high temperatures caused the rock to behave more like a plastic than a solid making drilling nearly impossible. Oh, because it was like fucking gummy. Yeah. The, oh. the rock was so hot and under such high pressure that they couldn't drill through it anymore because it, was it wasn't mush. really solid. 
<laughs> but then they still went another 30,000 feet somehow. So I don't really understand that, but that's fucked. They were drilling through goo 365, to, 356 I, degrees. Is it one of those things where once you're at a certain point, you're not drilling anymore. You're just pushing, squishing. <laughs> you're just squishing through it. Like, well, it's not, it's just given. So we'll just keep it up. And it's just sitting there. Bro, I can't believe that that's just a thing that someone was like, oh, I'm just going to like take this photo. It's one of about three places in that whole area of the world where there is street view, too, because someone obviously went and found it and then posted the pictures to Google. It's a remarkably high quality image. Too. It's a really it's a it's a perfect 360 degree fucking image. Yeah. Bro. All right. Do they think they found hell? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> is that what this is? I mean, it's got to be the closest. Did we tell the Greece story because Greece was hell, but they were like, JK, the Russians are actually the ones that Just found Just kidding. Hell? You had to go another uh, 40,000 feet, roughly. You know what I'll do? I'll fucking stay here. Thanks very much. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I'm going to go to Russia and find I'll that stay hole on a, hell. I'll stay on a I'm relatively gonna, even field. I'm going to throw a dead dog down and see if it comes back up alive. Don't! <laughs> Mel, you crazy Mel. <laughs> Mel, you crazy. Hey, all right. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate y'all so much. A uh, couple quick things before we go. Whatifpodcast.com slash LA, Los Angeles, California, Nevada, fucking fuck it, Washington, Oregon. Come hang out with us. We, uh, we need you. We love you. We're at the satellite on October 30th in Los Angeles. It's going to be a really fun show with Dave Stone and Ian Abramson. Uh, whatifpodcast.com slash LA. Get your tickets. They're selling. We want to see you there. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, it's hi at whatifpodcast.com. Oh, that's an email. Just kidding. Voicemails are 612-246-4614. Join the Facebook group. There's a shitload of us in there. Just search for the What If Podcast. It's great. Thank you guys for all the sweet iTunes reviews. There's been some really nice ones lately, and we love you for it. Go follow us on social media. It's fun there, too. We love you. We'll see you next week. Lydia Liza's record comes out on Friday. Go buy two copies of it. Buy 10, you motherfuckers. We love you. <laughs>